ഹക്കീം but the country or the neighboring country to Syria again has great significance and especially the crisis that country is facing today which is Iraq Iraq once a great rich capital of Islamic knowledge home to scholars that have revolutionized the world that is Iraq many many great companions till today are resting in Iraq Hazrat Huzaifa bin Yaman radiyallahu ta'ala an is there Hazrat Jabir radiyallahu ta'ala an is there the house of Hazrat Ali radiyallahu ta'ala an is there and also where Hazrat Hassan and Hussain radiyallahu anhuma would rest that is also there an incredible country Basra and Kufa the two famous cities if one is to pick up any Islamic history book and read the biography of any of the scholars you will see that majority of them are connected to Iraq from Basra or Kufa great great scholars are resting there Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani Rahmatullah Alayh is also resting there a great Sufi, a great Buzrug a man who was not just a Sufi but also a man who was well versed in the ilm of tafsir and the ilm of hadith of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we go on to the capital city which is known as Baghdad Hazrat Imam Shafi'i rahmatullah alayhi once said to his student Sheikh Yunus bin Abdul A'la he said to him that have you visited Iraq 
have you seen the city of Baghdad? And his student said that, no, I have not been to Baghdad. And that Imam Shafi'i said to him, then you have not seen the world. You have seen nothing. All the great scholars are there. The fiqah of Imam Abu Hanifa is rooted there also. Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu ta'ala an was there. All the great scholars are resting there. As far as the name is concerned of that city, Baghdad, some of the ulama have disliked that name, Baghdad. Abu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the companions and throughout the world, the Muslimin, have always been very, very careful when it comes to names. That is why Huzur alayhi salatu was salams, all the animals that were in, her, that were in his possession had names, Qaswa, the camel. Qaswa, ulama have said that from the many animals that will enter Jannat, one is also Qaswa, the camel of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the dog that accompanied the people of the cave and the camel of Hazrat Salih alayhi salam, the hood of Hazrat Bilqis alayhi salam, and that ant that spoke to Hazrat Sulaiman alayhi salatu wasalam, all have been given admission to enter Jannah. Even the Naqa. So ulama have been very, very careful when it came to names. That is why a lot of a lot of the brothers from India, when you speak with them, they say Amdawad. Amdawad. That's that's not the right way. There is no such thing as Amdawad. What is Amdawad? Nothing. It's Ahmadabad. Or is it Ahmadabad? That is the proper name, Ahmadabad. Ahmadabad, Allahabad, Islamabad. These are beautiful names given by the Muslims. Beautiful names. Baghdad was a name that was disliked by majority of the scholars. It is the wish of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that until today that name has remained. The reason for their dislike was that Bagh was the name of an idol. The king who lived in that area, in that region, he would worship that idol and the name of that idol was Bagh. And that city is named after that idol. Before the Muslims took over that part of the region, Iraq. The people there were worshipping Bagh and that king would say it is Baghdad. Dad means Diya and a Baghne Diya. So this idol gave me this city, this area and that is how it was known that the city of Baghdad. Explain to Kariya, okay, fair enough. Okay, sorry, no offense, but you don't want to get the wrong meaning. Some of the people say, well, Mali Sahib, you have this habit of saying Subhanallah even when when something that that is not connected. I said, well, you don't have to say Subhanallah for any connection. Subhanallah is the zikr of Allah, you can say it anytime. Sometimes it seems that way. 
So he is saying Subhanallah because of the explanation. But Baghdad is the name of an idol. But in the time of Khalifa Mansur, he was very strong about it. And he named that city Madinatus Salam. Madinatus Salam. Alhamdulillah, even in Africa we have uh, Darus Salam, isn't it? In Africa? Darus Salam? Almost Darus Salam? But in Arabic it's Darus Salam. So Darus Salam. Salamati Kazar. Likewise in Iraq, this city, Baghdad, was known as Madinatus Salam. Salamatika Shahar. If you look at the history books, Baghdad, that was known as Madinatus Salam. The city of peace. And I think perhaps we should write a letter to President Saddam Hussein that maybe if you change the name of the city, <laughs> you'd probably have some peace. Perhaps possibility. Possibility. There is no doubt. Names have an effect. Hudur alayhi salam, there was a lady, girl whose name was Asiya, Asiya. And Asiya is not the right name, it's Anne. And the name was changed. So Baghdad is not the right name. I'm not giving a fatwa, that is just what I have read in the books. I'm just relating that to you. So Madinatus Salam, majority of the scholars knew that city to be as Madinatus Salam. Where are you going? Madinatus Salam. Like Madinatul Munawwara. Like the city of Makkah has many, many names. The beautiful city of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has many, many names. Likewise, Baghdad's name throughout the, the Muslim world at that time was known as Madinatus Salam. Again, this name uh, came up and it stayed. Until today, it's known as Baghdad. Madinatul Salam means the city of peace. Many, many scholars are resting in that part of the region. I personally have never seen Iraq, but inshallah ta'ala have this great ambition that one day, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills, we should all go and visit Iraq. Uh, great Buzrugani Deen are resting there. Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani rahmatullahi, the father of all the saints the great wali and perhaps it is quite a coincidence when you read, read the history books Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani was from Iran an area called Jilan which is known as Dalam today Dalam, that is where Sheikh came from and he migrated, he made hijrat towards Iraq, Baghdad his masjid is there today, his madrasa is there today and he is resting there in Baghdad today. It is quite a coincidence. Some of the ulama have said that when one great Sufi, a great Sheikh, Imam Ghazali Rahmatullah Alayh, who has written a fantastic kitab, Ihya Ulumuddin, an incredible kitab. Not only the Muslims read that kitab, but even the non-Muslims benefit from this kitab. It is said that when Imam Ghazali Rahmatullah when he left Iraq to go out and meditate, that is the time, that is the year when Hazrat Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani Rahmatullah came to Baghdad. When Sheikh Imam Ghazali Rahmatullah left, Hazrat Abdul Qadir Jilani Rahmatullah came. Like when some of the, the scholars, when they speak, the fuqaha, they say when Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi passed away. 
his date of death is the date of birth of Imam Shafi'i. So when Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullahi passed away, his exact date of death is the date of birth for Imam Shafi'i. So when one faqih left, another faqih was born. So when one great saint, Imam Ghazali rahmatullahi, when he left Iraq, Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani rahmatullahi came. A lot of people feel that Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani is the founder of this chain of Qadriya. And he was just a Sufi and he just knew zikr. That is not true. He was a muhaddith and he was a mufassir. A man who was well versed in the Arabic language, who knew hadith. Great faqih. Great faqih. It is said that in his time, one man said to his wife that I will give you three talaq unless I engage myself into an act of ibadat which is only exclusively performed by myself. No one else is my partner in that ibadat. But I have to engage myself in an act of ibadat which I alone in the world am performing. Nobody else. Otherwise, free talaq to my wife. That is what he said. And these are the masail. It's incredible. A lot of people wonder all these stories, why, why does it happen, but that is not the case. Recently a letter was given to me, and this is, I'm not mentioning any name, that I'm giving ultimatum to so and so, if she does not come at this time, then I will have to use my power, my authority, and give so and so the third talaq. And when you read the Masail, when the letters come to you, that is the time you remember what the fuqaha had to go through in their times. So all the shuyukh were there and they said, what ibadat can you be engaged into? It is an instant talaq. If you are reading Durud Sharif, then there is someone else in the world perhaps reading Durud Sharif. If you are reading the Quran, someone else is reading the Quran. If you might be reading Nawafil, there will be somebody else reading Nawafil. What is it? And how can you save this person's marriage? All of them were sitting there and they all gave up. They came to Sheikh Abdul Qadir Zilani Rahmatullah Ali, a great Muslim. Sheikh Abdul Qadir Zilani Rahmatullah Ali sat down and thought for a minute. And he said, Do tell him to go to Makkatul Mukarrama and stand in front of the Kaaba. And all those people who are doing tawaf in the mataf, tell them to stop doing their tawaf and let this person himself alone do tawaf of the Kaaba seven times. He will be the only one doing tawaf of Sana Kaaba because Kaaba is only in Makkah. Kaaba is only in Makkah, right or wrong? Shio ne johe khameni ka Kaaba wahan banaya aur log uske mazar ka tawaf karte wo to unka hai. Main to musalmano ki baat kar Kaaba is only one. This is to save his marriage. Let him go to Makkatul Mukarramah. And perhaps now it's impossible. You go and explain to the, the people there that right. Vacate the mataf unless you are a VIP, someone, a, a dignitary holding that very high position. Then perhaps the mataf will be vacated for you.
now it's perhaps absolutely impossible. And when you see the old pictures of Khana Yaqaba, where there is a policeman and just a single man kissing Hajar Aswad, and there is no crowd whatsoever, subhanAllah. You can't even imagine that now. He went to Kaaba, Makkatul Mukarramah at that time, and the, 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 the mataf was emptied for that individual, and he did seven tawaf, and his marriage was saved. This is the knowledge. Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani, rahmatullah he is resting in Baghdad. Sheikh Junaid Baghdadi, rahmatullah he is also in Baghdad. Junaid Baghdadi, even the name Baghdadi, the nisbat is given to him. Imam Abu Yusuf, rahmatullah he is the, the, the student of Imam Abu Hanifa, rahmatullah Imam Abu Hanifa, rahmatullah is the a group of muhaddisin are resting there. Some of the companions are also resting there. And subhanallah, there is no doubt that it is great tragedy. Great tragedy. And in the radio, it said that it, it is a, a black day for the British when the bombardment started in Iraq. So many, so many non-Muslims are opposed to this. France is at the forefront of it. Every city there are people marching. Every city there are people marching, subhanAllah, throughout the world, even in China. And in fact, Muslim countries have sealed their lips, and it is non-Muslim countries that have really shaken up the alliance and have spoken the truth that what is happening is absolutely wrong. A lot of the brothers, they come and when we sit and talk with each other, they become mayus. Malana, what is happening? When will Allah's Nusrat come? Wherever you see and wherever you go, it is about the Muslims. Is this war against the Muslims? Or is this war genuinely about disarming so-and-so people? Allahu A'lam. But when you look at the pattern, Palestine is still there, Afghanistan is still there, and now Iraq, a lot of the non-Muslims are there. I say to them, I feel personally, inshallah ta'ala, that the master plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking place. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's irada and Allah's sunnat is taking place. A lot of the times, we Muslims feel that that thing that is happening is good for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said in the Quran that that is not good for you. And sometimes we feel that that thing is bad for us, what is happening. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept, kept khair in that. There is a possibility that the events that are unfolding now in the world with the Muslim people, with the Iraqi people, is tragic. What is happening to the Iraqi people, to the Iraqi land, it is a blessed territory for the Muslimin, masajid, great mosques are there, built by the companions, all the historical, mashallah, uh, points and maqamats are all there, and subhanAllah, awliyaullah are resting there. Whatever, whatever is happening is not right, but inshallah ta'ala, there is a possibility that all the Muslims will unite because of that, one by one. 
and you see after the 11th of September so many Americans have become Muslim so many Americans so many Americans are taking time out to study Islam what is Islam? it is backfiring the Muslims inshallah will unite and it will open the door for the non-Muslims to come in and inshallah ta'ala they will be blessed with the kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah recently I was reading a magazine uh, in there there was a name uh, quite a hard name Leon Zippo Leon Leon Zippo a European 39 year old person born in New Zealand Christchurch and he performed Hajj Paddle Hajj walking Leon Zippo and mashallah he became a Muslim and his name is Khalilur Rahman from Leon Zippo what is his name? Khalilur Rahman the friend of Rahman and he was explaining to the people there how he became a Muslim and he said that any article, any newspaper any form of media whatever you see it is all about the Muslims engaged in a bloody war Muslims are fighting with each other or Muslims are fighting with their enemies and he says I was wondering that why this yet so many people are embracing Islam so many people are turning towards Islam but when you look at the Muslims they have this habit of fighting why are they fighting what for what is the reason and he started to study the Quran and reading the translation of the Quran he came to one verse of the Quran which gave him hidayat eventually where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said to kill one human being is like killing all mankind to kill one human being is like killing all mankind subhanallah and when he read the translation he says in my heart la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah I had taken shahada that whatever I used to read and whatever I used to see it is all false people are not prepared my respected brothers the modern mind today rejects communism why? because one of the reasons uh, how you can sustain communism is through violence and the modern mind the modern person he will not accept violence he will not accept violence at all Muslim or non-Muslim that is why you reject communism totally and there is no violence in Islam Subhanallah Hazrat Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Sunnah he was forced to make hijrat when he made hijrat to Madinatul Munawwara he did not complain about the, the Kuffar the Qureshi people what happened to the Fuqara to the Masakeen he didn't say anything to the Ansari companions at all no complaint on the contrary what he did he gathered all the companions, the Ansari, Sahabai Kiram Ajmaeen. And after that, he looked at the different tribes in Madinatul Munawwara who were, who were yet not Muslims, Jews. And he made a proposition to them, a truce, calling them towards peace. That is the first thing what Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam did. 
after building Masjid al-Nabwi sallallahu alayhi wasallam in Madinatul Munawwara, he made peace with the Jews that were there in Banu Qurayza. That we will not attack you and you will not attack us. There is peace and harmony between the Muslims and the Banu Qurayza and all the tribes that are living there. There is no such thing, my respected brothers, as fundamentalism. And when they call the Muslims fundamentalists, it is pathetic. Because the word fundamentalist is related to the Christians, not to the Muslims. Maulana Wahiduddin Khan has written beautiful kitab, a great scholar. And he has done research on the word fundamentalist. And he said the word fundamentalist is directly connected to a group of Christians who lived in the United States of America. Where did they live? United And this word was out in the 19th century. And these people were strong Christians. For them, every word of the Bible, they took it to be literal. And anyone who was part of that group or a member of that group, he was known as a fundamentalist. In fact, the, the books that were written by that organization, even the name of the book was The Fundamentals. The Fundamentals. So Muslims were never fundamentalists, my, my respected brothers. There is no such thing as religious extremism. Religious extremism is not jayiz in Islam. Absalallahu has said, Iyakum wal ghulu. Save yourself from getting too extreme in your religion. Halakal mutanatti'oon. Absalallahu alayhi wasallam has said, Don't fight with the religion of Islam. Subhanallah. Islam is a, a peaceful religion and it is our duty now, my respected brothers, that the modern mind wants to accept absolute freedom. For him, it is absolute freedom. No do's and do nots. Anyone who is not a Muslim, they want absolute freedom. And that is what they want. But anyone who has tasted the life of absolute freedom, you will notice that they have suffered also great pain and anarchy. Because there is no limit. What is the limit of absolute freedom? There is no restriction and because there is no law, everything goes wrong. And it is at that time these individuals go out in search for the truth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wakul Sayyid O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ja al Haq the truth has come al Batil and falsehood will always perish. Falsehood will always perish And truth will always prevail And we have the truth Which is the Quran And the hadith of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu alayhi wasallam It is now our duty to open up for the people And to explain to them What is Islam Islam in itself means peace My respected brothers Peace Subhanallah At the time of Fath Makkah when Abdullah entered Makkatul Mukarrama, not a single drop of blood was shed. Not a single drop of blood. Oh, my respected brothers. Wherever you go, look at the history. 
Sultan Salahuddin Ayyubi, when he, mashallah, got back Masjid Aqsa, again, he gave every single one of them refuge. And we did talk about Sultan Salahuddin Ayyubi on the subject of Syria. Look at the Islamic history. Look at the Islamic history. Aab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, when you enter a foreign country, don't even cut down the trees there. Don't even cut down the trees there. In the hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, I saw a prostitute in Jannat. A prostitute, a zaniya, in Jannat. Why? Showing mercy to an animal. This is Islam. This is the sunnah of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When the animals were overburdened by their masters, the animals would come to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and complain. And he would understand the language. And he would then speak to the people at that time, explaining to them that this is the makhluk of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is dabba. وَمَا مِن دَابَّةٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِلَّا عَلَى اللَّهِ رِزْقُهَا وَيَعْلَمُ مُسْتَقَرَّهَا وَمُسْتَوْدَعَهَا This is the beauty of Islam, my respected brother. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala an he met Hazrat Hanzala radiyallahu ta'ala an Hazrat Hanzala radiyallahu ta'ala an is known as Rasilul Malaika Shahadat was given to him incredible Shahadat incredible Shahadat Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala an greeted him and Hazrat Hanzala being very very straightforward with Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq he says Nafaka Hanzala it was Abu Bakr Siddiq that Hanzala has become a munafik today. Hanzala has become a hypocrite. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala said, How can Hanzala become a munafik? They were munafikin in Madinatul Munawwara, but Hazrat Hanzala was a sincere Sahabi. And then he explained, He said to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq that I have noticed the condition of my heart when I am. In the presence of Hazrat Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And when he talks to us about Jannat and Jahannam, Paradise and Hell It is as if we are seeing Jannat and Jahannam with our eyes When Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is explained But when we return back to our wives and our children and back to our businesses Everything slips away from our mind again. So I feel I am a hypocrite. In front of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, the level of iman is very, very high. And when I, when I am not in the company of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasalam, the level of iman goes very down. And Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq heard that. He said to him, well then, even Abu Bakr Siddiq, has become a munafik ma'azallah, just to say, as that is the same condition, that is what is happening to me. That is my condition. And Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala went to Abu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and says, Hanzala radiallahu ta'ala is saying that he has become a, a munafik. And Abu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, what is nifaq? Why has he become a munafik? And everything was explained. To Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Look at the great balance That Huzur Alayhi Salatu Wasallam Is putting forward We hear the stories all the time 
فضائل اعمال حکایت صحابہ وی فیل اوکے وی نو ایک حضرت حمزلہ غسیل الملائکہ دس از وٹ ہیپن ہی کول ہم سیلف اے منافق وی ریڈ دی سٹوری ہنڈریڈز آف ٹائمز پرہیپس بٹ دے آر لیسنز وی ہیو ٹو ٹیک ان دا بیلنس دیٹ حضور علیہ صلاۃ والسلام از پوٹنگ فارورڈ فار دا امت آپ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سیٹ ٹو دیم دیٹ از اے نیچرل کنڈیشن وین یو آر ان مائی پریزنس دا لیول آف ایمان ول بی ویری ہائی But when you go back, the level of Iman will go a bit down. Otherwise, لَسَافَحَتْكُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ عَلَىٰ فُرُوشِكُمْ Otherwise, the angels would, would greet you in your homes where you rest. And in the streets, Malaika would say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi. That is how powerful you would be. This is the condition of Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam. This is the condition. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that sa'atan wa sa'atan there is time for everything there is time for your worldly affairs and there is time for your affairs that are connected to the hereafter this is the balance that huzur alayhi salatu wa sallam has given us Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha was with a lady there and she became the talk of the town she became the talk of the town the lady that was with her Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha because of her ibadat because of her namaz and Hazrat Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha invited her so she came Huzul alayhi salatu wassalam also came Rab sallallahu alayhi wassalam saw a female in the company of Hazrat Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha some of the ulama said that there was no parda hijab for Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam why he was masoom he was masoom the laws of Huzur alayhi salatu wa sallam are different that apply to him are different to the, to the laws that apply to his ummah and Huzur alayhi salatu wa sallam says who is she and Hazrat Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala and started to say oh Prophet of Allah she is so and so who wakes up in the night plays so much namaz so much tahajjud ishraq awabeen recitation of the quran and huzur alayhi salatu wassalam was listening to her to that entire list her time people of worshiping allah subhanahu wa ta'ala aap sallallahu alayhi wasallam says mah mah alaykum bima tutiqun aw kama qala alayhi salatu wassalam allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want that don't over exhaust yourself don't over exhaust yourself in islam there is a balance so there is no such thing in islam as extremism and fundamentalism that is a label that the shaitan has given to the people who are ahl haq the beautiful name that is given to us those who believe in the oneness of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and who follow the sharia of nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam we are the muslimin we have surrendered to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and another point inshallah i won't take much of your time and stated but i i started a topic a subject on yawmul jumu'ah today in the afternoon didn't finish it huzur alayhi salatu wassalam's teaching is that ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not plan anything on a short term base it was until jannat everything that was planned by nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam was not for 10 years 
or for the year 2003. It, it is for the entire mankind until the day of Qiyamah, until they all enter Jannah. A good Muslim should target something that is in its highest form. He should target something that is in its highest form. Wasallam came to the house of a villager, an Arabi, a Bedouin. Uzur alayhi salatu wasalam stayed in his house and he respected Wasallam. He gave the best of hospitality to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Absalallahu alayhi wasallam, whatever he decides, it is by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And said to that Arabi, the Bedouin, Sal hajataka. Ask me whatever you want. Hmm? I saw a dream, this, this man came and, or so and so angel came and said, ask me what do you want? What would we ask? What would we ask? Everything is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah gives. Allah gives. And here we are talking about Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sal hajatak. Ask what you want. And Abu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would make dua for that individual. Now he was a villager, a Bedouin. Not highly educated. And he says, Ya Rasulullah, I want a she camel. <laughs> I want a she camel. And a few sheep that suffice for my family. A few sheep. Absalallahu said, Ask me what you want. And he says, This is what I want, Ya Rasul. A she camel and a few sheep. Chote Janwar Jodh. Absalam said to the Arabi, that is that all you want from me? Hazrat Uqasha was very clever. He was not an Arabi as in Juma. Straight away he stood up and he says, make dua that I am one of the 70,000 that enter Jannat without any hisab or kitab. Without any hisab or kitab. As some of the other companions, one of the companions in Huzur alayhi salam, on numerous occasions, Aap sallallahu alayhi wasallam has given this blank check. This blank check to the companions. Blank check. Numerous occasions. And a hadith which is recorded in Riyadh al-Salihin also. And one of the companions says, Ya Rasulullah, I don't want anything. All I want is your company in Jannat. Asking the company of Huzur alayhi salam in Jannat, what more do you want? Some of the ulama have said that the highest point of Jannat is a Jannat which is known as Wasila. Wasila. That is the highest. And that is the private residence of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and his wives and azwaj mutahar. That is the highest. And if he says that I want to be your khadim in Jannat like how I am your khadim in this dunya. Subhanallah. Allah Rabbul Alameen is hadith ki barkat se hummeh bhi huzur alayhi salam ka khadim banaye Jannat mein. Aur hum bhi huzur alayhi salatu wa salam ke saath rahe. Aur wo maa behne jo gar pas sun rahe unko bhi Allah Rabbul Alameen wo maqam de. Inshallah ta'ala by the name of Rahmatul Alameen. Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But he was a bedouin. 
And he says, that is all I want. So Absalom educated the companions and the ummah. It is not just about uh, leaving dunya on one side and just taking in Islamic education. And it is not just about all about Islamic education and leaving dunya. Subhanallah, no. Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa kin We have to combine the two together, but priority, our eyes should be for the hereafter. Walal akhiratu khayrul laka min al Preference should be given to the hereafter all the time. Love of the dunya should only be there enough so that insha'Allah ta'ala we qualify to enter Jannat. That is, that, is, that is how much love we should have for the dunya. So Absalom said to this Bedouin that have you become so low, even lower than, than that old lady in the time of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, the Ajuza of Banu Israel. Ajuza means an old lady. And he didn't know what Huzur alayhi salatu was talking about and so didn't the companions know. Straight away some of the companions that was there, they said, Ya Rasulullah, what is the story of this Ajuza, this old lady in the time of Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu was salam. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam says, when you ask Allah, ask for everything. Ask for everything. Don't ask, don't put yourself too low down. Go for the highest point. Go for the highest point. Wait, Admi bane to Imam Mehdi ban jaye. Admi bane to ye kya jaha ek position ho. Bane to Imam Mehdi ban jaye. Yani is at the basic. Bane ka, bane ki zaroot nahi hai. The fatwa will be given. I told you long time ago when I was in Pakistan, in Chakwal, we were sitting there and some of these Pakistani brothers, Pakistani people are tough and quite hot, you know, get angry very quickly, except for Khalid, because he's been staying in the Gujarati community, so, uh, and when we were in Chakwal, mashallah, five, six, great strong Pakistanis were, got hold of this person, putting him down and doing all that, Mara Abdul Rahim Saab was in his office and they took him, and I also went in the office, and he said, to Ma Abdul Rahim Sahib that this man is saying something and Ma Abdul Rahim Sahib talking to him in Punjabi he says kya hai? what is the problem he says this man is saying that he is Imam Mahdi <laughs> <laughs> this man is saying <laughs> it is incredible everything, everything comes out from Pakistan <laughs> but yet la ilaha illallah we have been working so hard naraz maho to implement La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah in Pakistan but yet we have not been successful you will find everything there in Pakistan but the full implementation of La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah Allah kare ho jai where is it today, where is it, where is it we haven't got La ilaha illallah in our own homes my brother Allah save us, we have the photo of Allah and then we have TV and video and all sorts of things, Allah save us we are sinful people. But where is La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah? Not even in our hearts. Not even in our hearts. So he says, I am Imam Mahdi. And after a few punches here and there, he came back to his senses. No, I am not Imam Mahdi. 
the real Imam Mahdi will come, we, Alhamdulillah, we have his full information in the hadith, how he will be. He will be an Arab, certainly not uh, an Ajami, uh, from the family of Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala. So this, Absalom said, in the time of Musa salam, when he with Banu Israel migrated from Egypt going out, he lost his way. He couldn't find his way. Wherever he went, he came back to that same place. And he said to the people of Banu Israel that it seems that I can't find my way, I am lost. So the old folks of Banu Israel said that we remember that Yusuf salam, took a promise from our forefathers, our ancestors. That when Musa salam, comes and when you make hijrat with him out of Egypt, make sure you take me with you and bury me in the watan of my forefathers where Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam is resting in the area of Arze Quds. And the old folks of Banu Israel said that we feel that perhaps because Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam is not here with us, that is why we can't find the way. Hazrat Musa alayhi salam looked at them and said to the people there that who can tell me? Who can give me information where Hazrat Yusuf alayhi salam is resting? One point here, a lot of people say that Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam had full knowledge of the unseen, that he is alimul ghaib. He is alimul ghaib. Alimul ghaib is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahul ghayub is only Allah. And you are not disrespecting no one. The knowledge that is given to Anbiya is wahi, revelation. Prophecies is revelation. Every single individual is muhtaj to Allah. Everyone is muhtaj. If namaz was farz to ordinary people, it was also farz for Anbiya alayhimu salatu wasalam. Even Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam made sajdatu. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is khalik. He is Ahad and Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam is Ahmad. And there was this old lady there. All the people of Banu Israel said that the only lady who can give you information of where Huzur, Hazrat Yusuf alayhi salam is resting is this old lady. And when you're old, your memory becomes weak and senile and you start to speak like how a child speaks. But the ulama have said that if you study the Quran and the Hadith, the barakat of it is that even at old age, your memory is strong. Memory is strong. And you will notice those who are hafiz Quran and those who are ulama, shuyukh, their memory will be very strong. Even at the age of 65, 70, they will have the power of reading the whole Quran by heart. Shuyukh. Because that is the barakat of the Quran and Hadith. Our Shaykh Mawana Islamul Haqsab who has passed away, buried in Madinatul Munawwara, Shaykh al-Hadith, master on the kitab of Bukhari Sharif, he would teach Bukhari Sharif without any notes at that age. And he was very old. He would, just, he would know all the aqwal. Why? Everything. He had the knowledge of Asma Rijal, narration, hadith, what is the meaning, what the fuqaha have said, what the muhaddisin have said. This is the barakat. And this old lady said, I, I know where Yusuf alayhi salam is resting, but O Musa, I will only release the information if you accept my one condition. Kidney condition? 
یہاں تو اتنی بڑی فہرست کنڈیشن کی ننگے ہو جاؤ تب بھی کافی نہیں اتنی بڑی فہرست ننگے ہو جاؤ تب بھی کافی نہیں تباہ برباد ہو جاؤ تب بھی کافی اللہ خیر کرے سبحان اللہ these are the days that we have to see even whilst we have the Quran with us why? because we in ourselves we are weak we, we don't fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we, we fear other things we fear the makhluk and this old lady said to Musa alayhi salam my one condition is I will show you the grave of Yusuf alayhi salam if in Jannat I am in your company <laughs> Musa alayhi salam was young at that time and she was very old but after all the company of Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu was salam kya shan hogi Hazrat Musa alayhi salam was not in this habit of accepting all these conditions he was not going to accept anything what that old lady was to say until it is said some of the muhaddisin have said that revelation came to Hazrat Musa alayhi salam that make sure you say yes to this old lady <laughs> and Hazrat Musa alayhi salam had no choice but to agree and she took Musa alayhi salatu was salam the old lady and there was a, a pond there and she says now empty pump out the water from this pond and everything was cleared out no water and she said this is where Hazrat Yusuf alayhi salam is resting and it is said that they started to dig and dig and finally they took out the tabut of Hazrat Yusuf alayhi salatu was salam Musa alayhi salatu was salam was there body absolutely intact Anbiya alayhi salatu was salam and when they made hijrat Hazrat Yusuf alayhi salatu was salam was with them yeah. but this is in the hadith in the hadith what we learn is that Huzur alayhi salatu was salam said if you target something, target that which is the highest, to the highest form. If you're asking for dunya, ask for dunya and also Jannatul Firdaus, Jannatul Naeem. Have high hopes, insha'Allah ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not muhtaj. Allah samad, Allah is deniyaz. Everyone is indigent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is samad, the uncomparable one. Allah give us the tawfiq to make amal on what has been said. Insha'Allah ta'ala, we will continue uh, on the subject of Iraq and the history of Iraq uh, next week. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana muhammadin nabiyin umi wa ala alihi wa sallim taslima la ilaha illa anta subhanaka inna kunna min al-zalimin Allahumma izza al-islam wa al-muslimin Allahumma izza al-islam wa al-muslimin اللهم ارحم أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم واخذل من خذل دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجعلنا معهم سمعنا وطانا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمتك يا رحمة الله